It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour et bonsoir. Welcome to The Rendezvous. I'm Simon Marcel, Simon Marcel in French. The accent is from Paris, even though I've been here for 20 years. We're going to talk love and relationships, but I want to tell you something I found on CNN website yesterday about relationships that just caught my attention. It says, when it comes to a satisfying relationship, the partnership you build is more important than the partner you pick. Meaning that they found that it is your own judgment of your relationship, how satisfied you feel your partner is, or how appreciative you are of your partner, that it says more about the quality of your relationship than either of your personalities. The level of happiness is what defines a good or bad relationship, not just who's your partner. Very, very interesting. Uh, something to think about. Now, if you have a question about your relationship, the time to call me is now. 855-905-8255. You have a question about your relationship? Something is on your mind? Call me. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Luna. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour. I understand you have something on your mind. How can I help you? I, I do. Um, I have been with my boyfriend now for seven months, and... He is very good friends with every single one of his exes. And then on top of it, he's kind of trying to push me to be friends with them. And I'm very uncomfortable with it. I, I can see that. Which part upsets you the most? The fact that he's such a good friend still with uh, the women he was with? Or the fact that he wants you to be friends with them too? Um, kind of both because I feel like when he's been pushing me to be friends with them, they kind of are like taunting me and how close they are. So that's probably what bothers me the most. Okay. And how many, I mean, just wondering, how many exes are we talking about? Five. Wow. Okay. But they're still friends with him. Yes. Well, that's the so good it's sign. Weird. Well, it's a good sign because if you're a jerk, usually a woman doesn't stay friend with a jerk and, and never that's talks true. to you ever again. But what's the reason for insisting so much of you being friend with them? I think it's to justify his relationship with them. So if I'm friends with them as well, then I think he feels like it shouldn't bother me, but it does. Okay. So tell me ideally, just you and I, ideally, would you rather like never see those girls again or just him never see them? What Ideally, what would you like? I think both. I mean, I just, as we get more serious, I just don't think it's appropriate. Okay. Have you told him that? Yes. <laughs> and what did he say? He kind of was like, you know, I agree. And then he was like, you know, they're just my friends and nothing has changed. I see. How about you make a deal, a compromise, that A, you will not... Uh, meet those those girls ever again you have no interest a that's non-negotiable and two that uh you should restrict the minimum of conversation to you know maybe once in a while how are you and maybe a coffee a year would you be okay with that frame for, so. for him and his ex yeah here we go so i yeah. think you can negotiate that compromise it all depends and watch carefully what it's going to say if he really loves you he's going to go towards your way but if he doesn't really love you as much as you love him, he's going to fight you on the compromise and try to explain the exes are so important to him that how can you ask him that? And then you'll know right there and then that this is not the man of your life, okay? 
Yeah, that's great advice. Thank you. Okay. I appreciate it. Anytime, Muna. Thank you so much and good luck to you. Good night, Simon. Coming up, I am going to answer Regina's Twitter DM because she's in a friend with benefit situation and she has a question for me. So I'm going to go help her next. So Regina sent me that Twitter DM at Rendezvous Radio with this question. She goes, Bonjour, Simon. I have a friend with benefits and I feel like I'm falling in love with him. We have so much more fun together and I've never felt this way about anyone before. But I'm scared to tell him how I feel because I don't know how he'll react and I don't want to lose what we have if he doesn't feel the same. So what should I do? Hmm. Good question, Regina. If you're in a friend's benefit situation and you're starting to catch feelings, should you tell your friend or not? My answer is next. So say you're in a friend with benefit situation with somebody that you're starting to fall in love with. You guys have the best time and you've never felt this way before, right? Now, the question Regina asked me about this, she goes, I'm scared to tell my partner how I feel because I don't know how he'll react and I don't want to lose what we have if he doesn't feel the same. What do I do? Well, listen, things change and it's okay. So if you start as friends benefits and one of you catches feelings, well, I think you should say the truth. You cannot grow any situation in the unspoken, in the non-said, in the secrecy, because you're going to resent yourself for not being honest. So I know you might lose what you have or you might not, but if you don't say how you feel now that you're feeling it, you're betraying yourself. And my advice is to never betray yourself and your emotions, never, or you'll pay the price, not your partner, you. So Regina, that's my advice. Speak to him, tell him how you feel and go from there. Your calls are next. Any questions for me, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Calista. Bonjour, Simon. What's going on with your boyfriend these days? How can I help you? Well, my boyfriend and I are both changing careers and um, trying to move out of our area. We've been here for a long time, and we're, just, we're ready for this next step in our lives. But it's, it's kind of scary, and I was wondering if I could get some advice on on how we can continue to work as a team because i know it'll be stressful going through these changes um when you guys talk about it together what why so much stress is that because of the the fear of, of lacking money or, or what what is the argument that doesn't get solved yeah I, I think it's a matter of of us just not knowing how to yeah sustain ourselves um with our money all right, okay, so here's, here's what I advise you to do. I, th I think you should um, each um, do a business case of, of your life, so together what you think you can make, your expenses, and um, the, the pay cut or whatever, all the expenses, right? So you, together you do a, a, a little business case, a P&L profit loss on a one year of, of life together, and then you pull the expenses, all the revenue, and then you, you, you take a little security, you take off 10% of the revenue extra to make sure if it's even a worse year than we think, it's going to be fine. And you build the plan together, so not separately, but it's a P&L that you both have on your computer and that you have to follow every month. Rent, groceries, utilities, and stuff like that. You build up, as a team, the P&L, profit and loss, of your uh, life together. Wow, I never even thought of that. That sounds amazing. Well, that's, that's what I would do. I mean, I've been in business before radio for 20 years, and every year, four times a year, I would have to do P&L, profit loss, to my boss on my own 
unit and, and the business I used to run. So I've always said, you know, at the end of it all, it comes down to profit loss, how much money we're making and how much we're spending. Wow. Thanks so much, Simon. That takes a lot of stress off my back. Just not knowing the next step is, is kind of the hardest part, but this really helps. Yes, that is your financial tool and your accounting tool, the easiest, there's plenty that you can find online. And once you do that together, you'll be okay. And then you can talk about everything in it, okay? Thanks so much. You are welcome, Kalista. Good luck to both of you and have a good night. You too, Simon. Have you ever felt anxious to talk about money with your partner? Let's talk about why and what we should do about this next. Have you ever felt anxious uh, once you start a relationship when it comes to talk about money? The money you make, the money you spend, the money you owe. Really, that's kind of the three aspects of it, right? And you feel nervous because you don't know how your new partner will react. Maybe you feel embarrassed because you think maybe it's not enough or there's too much debt. Have you ever felt like that? Felt where, you know, you really like a person and you really want to invest your time together and maybe doing something, you know, that leads to, you know, being engaged, married, and family and all that. But it starts at one point, no matter what, we all have to go through it. The money talk. Now, if you want to know how to have a good money talk, constructive one, and not feel nervous about it, stay with me because I'm going to give you my insight on this next. So say you meet somebody you really like, they like you too, relationship is starting, you guys are exclusive, and then you know it, it's time to have the money talk. The best way, and probably the only way to have a constructive money talk with your partner is to be transparent. It's the transparency of your situation that makes it totally stable for your partner, including your debts. Because I think we're all afraid of, you know, student loans and stuff like this. But listen, it's what it is. It's what it is. What we don't want is surprises coming up six months or a year or two years after we've been you know, married. Oh, honey, I forgot to tell you I owe $50,000 from my years in college. What? I didn't know that. So that is something that we have to always remember. Transparency makes money talk strong, constructive, and positive. And that's all you got to do. Be honest, be transparent, and it'll be fine. Trust me. You calls are next. If you have a question for me, call the rendezvous now, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Melinda. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, bonjour. So I understand your friends think you're dating a sugar daddy, but why? <laughs> um, because he happens to be 15 years older than me. He lives in another state, so I see him like nine or ten times a year. But like, he's great. He treats me really nice, takes me out to dinner, we go on hikes. Like, I think it's great, but they think it's a sugar daddy situation because he's 15 years older than me. But the age difference doesn't make the sugar daddy situation because my parents, you know, they have almost 17 years of difference and they've been married for 54 years with three kids. So my mom would be offended if somebody would say that. So it's not the age difference. It's the way you feel that the connection is linked to an exchange of, of, of kindness for, you know, another expression of love, like gifts. Do you feel that's the case? Do you feel you are romantically, genuinely connected together? I feel like we are, but I think the communication between him and I are, is, is probably lacking in that situation. I think that's what leads my friends to think that an older guy buying things for me is probably where they think that I think this should go, but that's not the case. 
but they're insistent that he's buying things for me because he's old. <laughs> Wait a minute. And How old are you? I'm 40. And he's 55. He's 55, yeah. I got to tell you, there's no sugar daddy between 40 and 55. I mean, it's like, it, those things are like when you're 25 and 40 or stuff like that. But you're a grown-up woman, and you right. know you know the deal. You know the game. And right. do you enjoy the romance and the ooh with him? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Well, then, listen, I think they're jealous. Your girlfriends are jealous because their man do not give them anything like you get. So they want to destroy the good thing you have because they're jealous of what you're getting. I can definitely see that, yeah. <laughs> so they're criticizing something. If it works for you, it's nobody's business. And when they say sugar daddy, it's humiliating for you because that would mean your lady looking for some, some financial reward for ooh-la-la. And it's humiliating for him because that means he has no other qualities than his money that would be the reason for you to you know, be romantic with him. So you have to say, listen, girls, hey, that's enough. No disrespect. I really like him. He likes me. It works for us. Right. Absolutely. So defend your relationship and own it. An age difference. My God, it's not a problem. You 40, 55? That's <laughs> non-issue in my book. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for calling. Good luck with that. Straight out your girlfriends and enjoy what you have. Great. Thank you so much, Simon. You got it, Melinda. Have a good night. You too. Talking about the influence of friends in our relationship, how much should you value your friend's opinion when it comes to your dating life? We'll talk about that next. In general, how much do you value your friend's opinion on who you are dating? You know, do you value them a lot, medium, a little? You don't talk about it with your friends? Really, how much should you value their opinions? Because in the case of my last caller, Melinda, they try to make her believe that she was kind of in a sugar daddy kind of relationship, which, why? Because he's 15 years older, she's 40 and 55, big deal. Who gives a damn? I, I, I think it's just irrelevant. But her girlfriend's trying to make her feel bad because, yes, he gives her things. But that's nice. Don't be jealous of your friends if they get somebody like this. It's nice. And I really think that we should question ourselves how much should we really listen to our friends when it comes to a relationship. Now, I'm going to tell you what I think about that next. So, if you think about it, how much should you value your friends' opinions and advice on your relationships? A lot, medium, or a little? I believe that close friends are biased because they want to project themselves into you. They want to keep you for themselves. They may be jealous of you if you do better than them. And the less you say, the better, especially at the beginning. We are all jealous by nature. I am jealous of people who are, for instance, I don't know, like speak better English, have more hair than me on my head, or uh, play better ping pong. Just, just so I'm, everybody's jealous. And I think the best you can do is to speak to people who are neutrals, uh, like me on the rendezvous. You know, just talk to people who have not a stake in your history and in your relationships, just want your well-being. That's my advice. Be careful who you talk to about your relationships. It can help them or destroy them. You calls are next. If you want to light up a little bit of this universe, it's very simple. Call the rendezvous and share with me a positive romantic story. Something good, something positive, something sweet. 
because I definitely need to hear it, but I don't think I'm the only one. So share the good with me on the rendezvous 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Eileen. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Eileen. So I kind of understand your husband saved your life. What happened? So <laughs> we were honeymooning and we were snorkeling in the ocean and he leapt into the water and grabbed me by the arm and he was frantic and he pulled me up and started yelling shark and he pulled me onto oh. the water. He jumped in between myself and this big ocean creature that was coming right for me. I couldn't believe it. Wow. What it, was it? It was amazing. Well, it, it turned out it was just a dolphin, but that's really not the point. He was he was willing to die on the hill for me and I just thought, you know, what what a fantastic way to confirm that you made the right decision on your own honeymoon, you know? Yeah, I mean, he'll take a bullet for you. That That's the ultimate proof of love, right? Absolutely. Listen, I have heard a lot of stories. This one is one of the very best ones, talking about proof of love. I don't know how you're going to beat that for him because you've got to do something at one point for him too. I mean, romantic, but this is, wow. I mean, you know, it's, it's on those moments when you realize true love because you're being alive is more important than him being bitten by a shark or maybe killed and he jumps thinking it's a shark so i love that that's a, that's a great story thank you so much eileen i mean that that's a keeper yep i i tell everybody every chance i get i couldn't be more proud of him yeah, absolutely listen i'm sure a lot of listeners you know wonder if their partner would do the same hopefully yes <laughs> well i hope so but i hope they never have to find out well, yes, 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 exactly. All right, Eileen, thank you so much for sharing that beautiful story and have a good night. Thanks, Simon. Good night. Key question to finish the show. When you and your partner fight, is it the same argument over and over or different isolated arguments? We'll talk about that next. So question for you. When you and your partner fight, is it the same argument over and over or different isolated arguments. So I posted that question on my social media at Rendezvous Radio. If you want to have fun 24-7, relationships-related stuff, and your humble servant, follow me at Rendezvous Radio. Very easy, Twitter and Instagram, at Rendezvous Radio. Results of the vote on this question is 71% said it varies, so it's not the same argument. 29% said the same old stuff. It's why we're arguing. Uh, in my case, I would have said more, it varies uh, more than the one over and over. But anyway, remember by talking calmly and at the right time, we can solve any argument together with the word compromise. Thank you so much for listening and have a good night. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.